Hello and welcome to Western North Carolina Original Music, episode 45, the Malt Liquor episode. This week we have award-winning singer-songwriter Brie Capone joining us, and it's kind of a different format. It was recorded at the media room of the North Asheville Library in front of a live audience, and this time instead of me asking questions, uh, the audience asked questions, way better questions than I ever could have thought of. Bree has recently been a contestant on American Idol, the 2019 season, and she, at the time of the recording, she was an Asheville native, but she recently moved to Los Angeles to further pursue her musical career, so we wish her well in that. Also, you should see a link in the episode description for Bree's entry into the Tiny Desk concert series on YouTube, so make sure to go there and watch that video. It's for a very good uh, brand new song that she has out. So enough of me talking. Here is Brie Capone. Hello. Hi. Figured I'd just start playing and then we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, my name is Brie. I'm going to sing you some original songs. And this one's called Way In.
Thank you. So I think I'm supposed to talk a little bit more about these songs than I would in a regular setting. And you have to forgive me because a regular setting for me is sort of like breweries and <laughs> like small venues where I'm just like, okay, and the next song is... Um, this one, the one that I just sang and played, um, I actually had the original idea because I sort of inherited a, a 1998 Casio keyboard. So they're like these giant keyboards with all these like funky settings on them. And um, ended up with that because a boyfriend didn't want it and I was moving and he said, take this. And I said, okay. And so that's what I did. And I've had it with me for a while and um, just ended up playing with it and found like a bossa nova beat, but like a really silly one because it's, I don't know if you've ever heard like a Casio keyboard. They're not high tech. Um, so just like a shaker and stuff like making really dorky beats. Um, but the rhythm itself I thought was really cool. And then I sort of had the idea of just a feeling that I get regularly, which is sometimes I want to go town, go downtown and sometimes I want to stay in bed at the same time. And sometimes I want to fall in love and sometimes I want to run away. So just sort of that constant back and forth was the inspiration for Way In. And then it went from there. And then I wrote it. So that's Way In. So here's for you. Can you tell us anything about your background? Oh, sure. Um, well, I've been playing music. I've been playing guitar since I was about 12, and I'm 28 now, so 16 years. And uh, I've been singing for as long as I can remember. Um, probably like started technically I was in musical theater as a kid and then when I was about 14 after we moved down here we're originally from Massachusetts my family moved down here um, I started hosting an open mic at a place called Edie's Cereal Bar which was here for about like six months but they let a 14 year old like run an open mic on Friday nights so um, I would just let people play and then I was like writing music throughout that time and so they would let me bring the music that I wrote, and from there, um, in high school I was in musical theater, I was in choir, and kept writing, and then I actually graduated from Berklee College of Music in Boston, um, I have a degree in professional music, which is a little bit of everything, so like, music business, to music songwriting, to performance, and then for about two and a half years I was in a band in New York City called The Humble Grapes, and we were more of like a pop, rock, and soul band, so I didn't play guitar in that one, but I sang lead. And I was very loud. And um, yeah, and then, then the band decided to split up and I moved back here. I recorded two EPs um, over at Echo Mountain over the past two years. Um, I have a real crush on a band called Dawes. They're from LA. And I sort of followed, followed their lead in terms of music. Um, they had recorded one of their records over at Echo Mountain. And when I was figuring out what to do after the New York band broke up, I thought, I think I'm gonna move back home and record some records. And Echo Mountain sounds good because that's where Dawes recorded. And it's a beautiful place and they were lovely and they let me come and record and that's what I did. So did that and had a music video out the first year I got back called uh, called Scars. And uh, one, well tied with another really talented musician named Ian Reidenauer. Um, yeah, we won uh, Best Music Video, or Judge's Choice, and that actually gave me enough to record my second record at Echo Mountain, because part of the the uh, reward was a day at the studio. So so it's been cool. Asheville's been extremely supportive and kind and helped me put out some really good music that I like. Um, so yeah, now I'm here, 
and uh, singing singing for you. So I like it. You also won mm. Incredible Honda. Is it a new song? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, after the first record, um, I went and uh, a friend of mine was like, you should do this. Like, you should send in your music to this. This will be great, like, on Facebook one day. And I was like, okay. So um, Leaf has a program with another group called New Song Music, um, which is a local... Uh, they're not really a publishing company. They're sort of like PR and entertainment group for artists. And uh, they put on different songwriting competitions. So I entered and ended up winning the Leaf singer-songwriter competition with them. Um, so that was a cool... That was a cool thing I got to do. I got to play at Leaf Music Festival, and um, and then it actually got me um, into the other new song music competition, which was in uh, at Lincoln Center, not last year, but the year before. Um, so I got to compete as well in that, and it was a really cool experience, for sure. I feel like I'm talking a lot about myself, which is not something I do a lot of, so I apologize. Yeah, I could talk about Ron, really. Ron's been super helpful and kind, and uh, it's a really cool thing to have someone interested in your music, so it was really cool that he asked me to do this, and I know other other musician friends that I have have done it, so it's a cool experience to be a part of it. I'm going to play another song now. Well, this song is called Enough, and it's off the second EP that I put out. EP just means it's extended play, so it's not like a full-length record, but um, when they used to send them out, as vinyls, they being like music industry people, an LP was long play, and then EPs extended play, and then you had actual singles, and so it was just a way that they, it's just not a full length record, it's not 12 songs, it's six or less. And this one I wrote, um, <laughs> you'll find very quickly that a lot of them have to do with love interests. So this is sort of about that, but it's more about, um, overthinker and I feel like sometimes when I overthink I get tired of listening to myself overthink by the end of the day you know <laughs> it's like enough so this is what it's about really but Thank you. 
thing that's ever been an issue is just sometimes they ask like for three hours of music and I have to pretend that I know three hours of music. And I pray that there's turnover and then people don't know when I'm <laughs> doubling the songs. But I always sell myself out and I'll be like, I'm going to play another one I already played. Is that cool? And everyone's like, we don't know you. Sure. You know, like we can't tell. Okay, cool. So you can ask any questions you want, by the way, people that I know that came in. Try to stump her. You should definitely try to stump me. Do you believe in ghosts? You know I believe in ghosts. That was an easy one. Asheville is perfect for ghosts. Do you have any songs about ghosts? I don't have any songs about ghosts. I'm trying to think if anything's close to that, like if I've ever used, I feel like songwriters have a few cliches that we all use and like ex-lovers being like ghosts is one of them. So I was wondering if I wrote one like that, but I don't think I have yet, like being haunted. <laughs> I don't know if I could tell you even if I did, but now I don't. I want to be a ghostwriter. Wouldn't that be perfect if I became a ghostwriter? The level of spookiness that I am. Um, yeah, I have a real thing for ghosts and spooky things, so that's neither here nor there, except for, yes, I believe in ghosts. But I also just believe, I believe that there are things that we just can't see or understand, and that's one of the fantastic things about being human, and also kind of sad things about being human, but, you know, I like to believe in magic and ghosts, so. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll find, we'll figure it out. I'm fine with the idea of it being like, if we can discover things and advance our concept of, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes as a whole, humans think like the only thing is the thing that we can see. And I feel like that really diminishes a lot of other perspectives that we just don't have access to yet. If that makes sense. I think animals are very smart, they know what's going on. Uh, they maybe can't communicate the same way we do, but, so why not, why wouldn't there be ghosts? Somebody write this down. I hope we're recording. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Ron was like, that whole thing was a setup. More from Bree in just a few moments. Want to remind you to go to BreeCaponeMusic.com. A lot of information there. Pretty much anything you need to know about Bree. Contact information if you want to book her. Also go to BreeCaponeMusic.com. Also go to BreeCaponeMusic.BandCamp.com to download a lot of her music. It's really worth it. And make sure to follow her on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Bree Capone Music. After you finish all that, if you have time, follow the podcast WNC Original Music on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, search for it wherever you download your podcast. If you just started listening to the podcast, make sure to go back in the archives. The archives are all free and listen to the previous shows with a lot of other artists that are also very good. This is Matt Sellers, and you're listening to Western North Carolina Original Music. We gotcha. I don't know for what, but... Um, I do have a song about comedians. I figured out, after many years, that I really can't date funny people because uh, they have way too much power over me and my emotions, so... I wrote a song about comedians, and more on, on a deeper level, I think sometimes comedy can be sort of used to deflect true emotion or not really wanting to handle one's emotion, um, and so I was really intrigued by that and definitely have dealt with that myself. And 
right? Nice. Um, yeah, it was for a fair trade coffee um, <coughs> concert that they put on at the Orpheum Theater in Boston, and my grandmother got us tickets for my birthday. Wow. Yeah, cool grandma, granny, yeah. And um, yeah, so I sat up all the way in the top and watched them perform and was heavily influenced just by his presence in general and acoustic guitar playing and songwriting, I'd say probably John Mayer. And then he sort of, it caused other influences to form because um, I like hung on every word he said in every interview and like, okay, the police, okay, I'll listen to them then. <laughs> Had you written uh, songs before John Mayer? I wrote poetry. Um, I wrote a lot of poetry as a child, just for fun. <laughs> Sorry, just like the nerdiest thing I can think of, like, um, for fun. Um, I hated my room and wrote poetry. And then it sort of developed when I figured out that you could write poetry, and then if you learn chords, you could take those chords and sing your poetry. I was like, this is brilliant. And so then I started, I just started doing that. I just started combining them. But um, I really enjoyed yeah, poetry to begin with, and then, and then I just started writing. Um, it was an outlet for me. My mom was diagnosed with MS when I was twelve or thirteen, and then we moved. So like within a year, I had this like strange like upheaval of worlds. Uh, we moved to North Carolina, and uh, before that, we were in between houses because we had sold our house in Massachusetts. We're going deep here on this podcast, um, and then we were living in my grandfather's haunted house. And then, so I was in my room all the time writing because it was like, this is stability right now. And then when we moved, it was like, oh, I'm starting a new school. I don't know anybody. Now this room is my stability where I can write some more. And so it was just my outlet for many years and fell in love with it in terms of like figuring out how to do it as a job. Um, so I kept writing and developing it and still am doing that. So. Do you remember the first song you wrote? Ooh, that I ever wrote. No, I'm trying to think of like, you stumped me, you got me. I, one of the oldest songs was a song called Rome that I have a younger sister and she's also a singer. And um, I forced her into a band with me, <laughs> like right when we got into uh, high school and she was middle school and um, we started singing and we wrote there were like two songs I, I still remember, at least the chorus to one of them. Uh, I was still learning how to play guitar and she was learning drums, which she never finished learning. And I'll put that on the record. Um, but she would she would just play this in there. <laughs> and it would be like, don't tell me what to do or who to talk to. And then it'd go, cause I'm falling and something else. So that was like our first hit. And then Rome was another song that I wrote, and the chorus was like, I'm waiting for the fall of Rome, and if it comes at all, can we just go home? I thought it was brilliant. Um, but she would sing it, and she's great at harmony, so we just harmonized, and I was probably like 13, 14 when that happened. Anyway, I guess I'll play another song, yeah?
fires this past year and it was very it just is always surreal but for whatever reason that just the idea that it's so strange that we can watch things in real time but they don't feel real you know like because they're so far away from I mean they are happening and it can feel real but it feels so distant especially in real time now um, and it was just sort of a, a strange experience to know that people weren't making it and we were watching the whole thing and just uh, how we're so connected that way, but it seems to disconnect us more, was very strange to me. And so I wrote you, because it just is an overwhelming feeling. It's like you can't do anything in, the, in that time to help. You're just sort of watching, which I think is a, an odd feeling at times with the way technology is at this point. 
But but at the same time, I think there's you know there were a lot of like fund like Kickstarters and fund me pages that went up just as quickly. That so in real time we could help in some way. But it's an odd for me at least. It was an odd feeling to experience that. And so I wrote about it. Okay, that's it for this week. I want to thank Bree and the audience. Just a great audience there. I want to remind you to go to Bree Capone Music. And there you'll find a lot of links, including the link to her Tiny Desk concert entry. It's a very good song, very good performance there with her and a few other folks. Uh, Don't forget to sign up for the podcast, follow on Facebook, do all that stuff. There's a lot of really nice weather coming up, and this is just the kind of podcast I think that is good for hiking and listening to and some good weather. You don't want to be hearing about murderers and people being wrongly convicted while you're trying to hike and enjoy the sun and the spring in the beach and be outside and just have a good time. That's ridiculous. Anyway, have a good week. Can I interfere in the interference?